everyone. This is Nick with Tenacity.ai, and you're listening to the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Uh, this week, uh, we're talking with my co-host, Jason, about uh, financial management and what are the three main components of financial management and how should organizations that are implementing uh, their FinOps practices or their own Cloud Center of Excellence, uh, how, how should they be thinking about uh, these primary areas and in, in how the tooling can help them out? So, uh, Jason, I guess, you know, to dive in first um, and frame up those those three main areas, uh, we have, you know, uh, really um, when we're thinking in terms of uh, budget, cash flow and risk, how should FinOps organizations be thinking about these? How, how should they be in the in the in the variable cloud costs and spending world thinking about these these three components? Well, I think um, if you're going to leverage cloud uh, and allow your organization to leverage the benefits of the flexibility and the um, elasticity and all of those things, then you just you have to um, you have to get comfortable with the fact that um, because these costs can vary greatly, as you mentioned, variable costs, you have to get comfortable with knowing that budget, cash flow, and risk are going to have to be managed differently than they were um, uh, when, when you could touch the servers and the, and the money you spent on said servers in the closet, and yep. your only variable cost was power, which, to be honest with you, didn't really vary that much based on usage, um, because a server would come up, spin up, and it would you know basically use the, for the most part, the amount of power it was going to use no matter what. So you were overpaying on, on power most likely. But knowing that, that these things can vary greatly, it's the variability introduces a higher level of risk to your budget and your potential cash flow, but also lower risk if you know how to manage it because it's going to cost you less in the cloud long run. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a really important thing to touch on. I mean, I, I think I think folks when we talk to them or, or when we when we you know read the content in the um, space in the industry, it's really focused on kind of this how variable spending is kind of uh, you know affects budgeting from the perspective of you know budgets used to be kind of you think about your capital expenditure and your refresh and it was very fixed and, and it was really easy to kind of think about the amortization uh, uh, of those costs out and with cloud you have this kind of this uh, variable spending um, uh, piece that's now an unknown it's it's uh, uh, it can be uh, somewhat risky or viewed as risky, and it creates some issues in in budgeting because it can be really hard to predict the needs of a very responsive development team responding to um, responding to the <clears throat> needs of the business when you aren't doing those capital expenditures up front sort of, you know, with capital expenditure, you're thinking about, oh, what are my needs in the next five years? I'm going to grow X percent. So it's going to be, you know, I'm going to need this big of a thing. So we're going to pre-buy this big of a thing, or we're going to buy it in these units and we're going to expand it this way. And so it's a very kind of a uh, thought out strategy of how to amortize those costs over time with the growth. And you're sort of pre-buying a bunch of capacity. Cloud is not that way. And, and I think because it's not that way, it creates a lot of heartburn in the budgeting cycle because it can have some extreme variability. Um, it doesn't have to, but yes, it does. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to, but certainly if you were playing, if you were playing for two times growth, it is rare in my experience that you would plan for your budget to expand uh, twofold for that for that revenue in, in the past, right? Oh, Whereas now not. with cloud, you should absolutely it, it, consider it, assume well, that your unit costs, you know, are your unit costs, and it's going to double its cost. And if it doesn't, that means you're overspending now, right? And, and that's off, I mean, that, that was the case. And again, if you think about it historically, from a legacy perspective, that's what we expected. We bought for the entire year or two years or three years, set amount of physical infrastructure. And then if I doubled my revenue, I expected my physical infrastructure to not increase in costs by a significant amount, maybe some licensing, some things like that, but, yeah. but not one-to-one. And so, and it's kind of, it's a, it's a hard thing to get your mind around, right? Because if I'm used to this historically that my cost shouldn't go up, then I'm probably going to have that same mindset when I move all my stuff to the cloud. And it's probably going to catch me off guard if it, if it doubles, unless you know yes. why. Well, the, this is one of the problems we run into is that, is that folks are still, when they, when they move to cloud, they're still buying with the legacy mentality, with the capital mentality yeah. of, well, what am I going to need? And so they overbuy in the cloud. That, that's a oh. very common problem. And they still allow software vendors to dictate the size of compute and memory you need for their software. I can't, I can't tell you how many times we've heard, oh, we can't optimize that instance because the software vendor told us that it had to have 256 gig of memory and 32 CPUs or they weren't going to help us. You know, like software vendors, you know, little rant here, but that's ridiculous. Any software, I tell anybody, any software vendor that dictates that nowadays, you run as far away from them as you can. They don't warrant their product. It's a bad piece of software, but that happens a lot. I just, just dealt with it the other day. We can't optimize. It was using 10% yeah. of what it was allocated. They were spending, they're spending a couple thousand dollars a month just because the software vendor put it in a piece of document that we won't support you unless it has these resources. And, and that, that has to change as well. That's just, just a little side rant there for, for, to touch on your, to give more context to your, your uh, point there. It's the ultimate CYA. And <laughs> yes. if, if you're, if you're <laughs> buying, so, so if you're a buyer and you've moved to cloud and you're still buying software that requires that right there where it's like oh we're going to license this really big box to do your firewalling or your ddos protection whatever, whatever it is, is. Well, well that's actually a good clue that you're still thinking in terms of the legacy way of of buying right of of sort of this this capital expense or, or that things need to be a certain size when when there is this shift that's going to happen it's a transition that happens over time but you're you're you know building a finops discipline in, in, in having a cloud center of excellence inside of your organization is actually going to help you move very quickly towards the other side of this, whereas where you can take advantage of the uh, power of the cloud where you're not doing that. You're not over, over buying capacity where you can actually flex your capacity. You can have elasticity uh, where you're going to think in terms of ephemeral resources uh, where you're going to think in terms of uh, SaaS services and services that run more as code and a function or serverless infrastructure, as opposed to a big box that's always running uh, in, in consuming a, a lot of dollars every month. 
Yeah, I mean, we do, and you know, there there are. Um, so you know, to 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 hammer that point home, budgeting need you need to understand historic. It's it's hard to really capture this when you're migrating to the cloud, and there are lots of. Uh, programs that the providers give you to help kind of ease that and get you into the cloud. But budgeting has to be completely thought of differently. If you don't, as the budgeting and cash flow from a financial perspective, right, you have to understand that you're not going to have one item that you drag across a spreadsheet anymore, right? It's going to be something that changes on a monthly basis and can change dramatically when a customer signs up or a new business unit or a new product line, whatever the customer's context is, and that could have great effects on cash flow. So if you don't understand what's going into the environment, how it's being used, who is using it, or whatever is in your context, your risk is going to be much higher if you don't have those things. So let's, let, let's take that and talk about then the second component here of financial management which is is cash flow and how does cloud create an advantage around cash flow and thinking about cash flow in an organization um how does it affect it how does it affect it how does it affect it or how does it create an advantage yeah I can think of oh, I can think of I one mean, advantage, could, and the one advantage is you, you get to unit costs. I mean, you yeah, get to really course. refined unit costs when you're using the cloud correctly, and and those unit costs apply both when the environment is growing and you're attaining you know attaining and retaining customers, but also in the inverse of of when you lose a customer and there's that immediate kind of cash flow conversation. You're thinking about well, how do I use my capacity? What am I going to do about this? Well, in cloud those unit costs should actually disappear, right? So, oh, yeah. so it actually, well, he, you should see some advantage in, in managing cash flow. Vi visibility into knowing why, answering the question why. You can do that with, why do I have all of these things and how much are all of these things costing me? Th that, in, in the context of the business, that was really difficult before cloud, you know, before I could tell you down to the individual uh, uh, database server function, whatever, how much this has cost me. So that's the first thing. The other thing is stop spending money, cash, on things you don't need, right? I mean, ca cash flow, and I know maybe this isn't the same, necessarily the same thing with a, with a capital environment, but... Um, if your costs aren't changing as you add more customers, that means you're overpaying today. So in having the visibility around where all the costs are going should in turn increase your cash flow because you're going to start figuring out what you don't need pretty quickly. And I could tell you anybody that's migrated to, to the cloud, right, from, from an internal, everyone has found at least 30 plus percent of their existing environment that they didn't need any way, shape, or form. That's in their data center today. You're paying for something you don't need today, for sure. And now you get the visibility into what you have down to the individual widget, so you can make sure that one, you have only what you need, you're paying for what you need, and two, um, you're gonna be able to protect yourself knowing what everything is costing you. So that, that, that should in turn reduce the risk that uh, organizations are seeing on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, and, and you know when we think about those risks, um, I, I, I think that the 
variable uh, spending model of cloud is seen as, or at least this is my, my interpretation from a number of interviews, is variable spending is a significant risk from a financial perspective or a financial management perspective, especially with some of the horror stories that are out there of, of cloud spending just going way out of control. Um, and, and I would argue that with the right um, with the right view of accountability, with the right understanding of what's going on in the environment, it, it's actually uh, far. It, it's actually a pretty de-risked uh, way of of thinking about technology spending because you can reduce technology spending extremely quickly in these environments. Mm-hmm. That is not necessarily possible in a legacy model of of buying equipment up front uh, for capacity. Um, and so I, I would argue that, that some of the risk is actually, or the perception of risk is a little misplaced in that maybe the real issue is getting our arms around how to control, how to control the spending, um, and how to think about the, the financial problem. Visibility helps understand your risk. I think that the, the, the perception of risk, as you mentioned it, is because people don't have the visibility into it to even understand how to calculate what their risk is. And I think just providing visibility gives company the help they need to understand where they have risks, where they can make some changes and things like that. So all starts with getting the visibility around what you have and why you have it. Right. I'm, I'm going to use a, I'm going to, I'm going to, land this on a on a very clear example of of why it's perceived risk is that inside a cloud i can commit to a certain amount of usage or a certain amount of spend in order to drive a fairly significant discount discounts up to 60 65 percent even as high as i think 70 percent in some cases if i were to pay all up front and commit to a three-year um three years of usage and so 70%, that's, that's a pretty good discount. 65% is a pretty good discount. In fact, that's a discount that I would probably get if I were buying equipment <laughs> in a deal where I was going to look at that equipment being used over three to five years, and I'm just going to pay all up front, install this equipment, have all this overcapacity, and be, be essentially have those costs amortized over three years. Yet, when I'm making that same decision in cloud, it's seen as a much riskier decision than that than that capital purchase and, and there's there's a couple of reasons for that there's an asset right tied to that uh expenditure mm-hmm. and maybe i can sell that asset now we know you and i have sold equipment we know the reality of that that's that's it's not really worth what it's on the books for but not worth the time the, invested <laughs> not worth it <laughs> it's and a recycling so, plan it, at the very best <laughs> right so you know there's this really heightened perceived risk around making this three-year commitment to some minimum spend but but when cloud is managed correctly, making that three-year commitment all up front is really no different of a risk than having bought that equipment up front and having all this extra capacity would have cost you more actually in the legacy model than in the new model. And you still get to drive the same discount levels. So there, um, I think there's a risk perception issue. I think there are some real risk issues that have to be worked through. We've seen them. Uh, Organizations need to be thinking about how do they implement the FinOps discipline inside their organization? How do they build out a cloud center of excellence to bring governance to the entire uh, uh, organization of cloud? Um, But you know, prior to having those, yes, there's, there's risk in spending and developing against the cloud. But once you have those, and once you really start to think about the problem, I, I think that cloud actually does a lot of de-risking uh, from a financial perspective. I agree. Awesome. 
Well, hey, folks, uh, let's end it on that. Um, thanks for tuning in to the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Uh, head up to tenacity.ai to learn more. And uh, thanks for listening.